Welcome everybody at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If y'all are enjoying your day, sweet. If not, well, you suck. <laughs> I'm just playing. So, today we got a special episode. So, a couple episodes back, I talked about Triple H's intense, like, slash spectacular 2000 run. And I thought of another run that came to mind. Kurt Angle's 2001 run. Now, it got a little iffy towards the end, but I'll cover that as we go along. So, I figured, why not go over the year that actually... Truly solidified Kurt Angle's main adventure. Because, like, it wasn't until we were past his first full calendar rookie year. So now this was the second year, and it started off strong. Kurt Angle had been WWF champion since No Mercy when he won the championship in a no DQ match against The Rock, thanks to Rikishi and his But So during this time, even though we were finally done with the Kurt Angle-Triple H feud, it was still announced for Royal Rumble, hey, Triple H is going to be number one contender and get the shot at Royal Rumble. In a rare chain, a rare case nowadays of, well, even back then, of a heel versus heel pay-per-view match. But despite this, Triple H was pretty much the de facto babyface when you look at the reactions. With Kurt Angle having Trish Stratus in his corner and Stephanie being in Triple H's corner. And in the end, Kurt Angle would retain the championship thanks to Stone Cold's interference attacking Triple H. Still a bunch of bad blood because of the whole thing with getting run down by a car. So thanks to that, Kurt Angle retained again. And following this, we go into the No Way Out. Kurt Angle is going into a, regaining his feud with The Rock, the very same man he beat the cha- beat to win the championship from four months prior. But now, one key thing I wanted to bring up, and I brought this up in a way past episode of the podcast, the February 22nd, 2001 edition of SmackDown. After The Rock released his whole music video for that song, Pie, Kurt Angle decided, hey, I'm going to release a music video of my own, and it's of me kicking The Rock's ass, and it's playing to the tune of his theme song, and he plays it more than once, and then by, I think it was like at least three times, and by the end of the third time, while the music's still playing, the crowd is chanting, you suck, to the tune of his entrance theme. So that was for the very first time we ever heard the you suck chants during Kurt Angle's entrance, and or his entrance theme, and you would get the same crowd reaction later on that night in the six-man tag match for the main event. But they're still going around with the match. No way out happens. The Rock regains the championship from Kurt Angle with an infamously botched finish where Earl Hebner stops just counting right before three because he forgot, oh yeah, the Rock Bottom that the Rock just delivered. That's the finish. So the Rock had to pick him up. Another Rock Bottom. Count the goddamn pin. Boom. That was it. So now Kurt Angle's run as the WWF champion at that time was over. Following this, they kind of scrambled a little bit for what we do with Kurt Angle for WrestleMania. So they decided, hey, we're just going to put him in a match against the newly turned babyface Chris Benoit. Because like, there was a whole thing of where Chris Benoit made Kurt Angle tap and not in a match, and Kurt Angle was just not happy about it because you don't make an Olympic gold medalist tap out. So they brought up the match at WrestleMania. Kurt Angle will get the victory after a roll-up by using the tights. Excellent technical match, but after Benoit attacked Kurt Angle backstage afterwards, showed this feud was not over. So it's like the whole thing with submissions, who's the better technical wrestler and submission wrestler, all that stuff. So that leads to Backlash, one of their most highly acclaimed matches to date. The 30-minute ultimate submission match between Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Same rules as an Iron Man match, except this is 30 minutes and only submissions count. So no pinfalls or anything like that. And Benoit would defeat Kurt Angle in overtime for the submission match. But despite this, feud was not done because you also brought in the gold medals and everything. We also saw the UK exclusive match at Insurrection 2001. They would have a two out of three falls match in pay-per-view where everything was just thrown together because of the phrase, card subject to change. And Chris Benoit would actually defeat Kurt Angle two falls to nothing in the two out of three falls match regardless. 
But the feud was not done because we had to settle this because Angle wanted his medals back. So on Judgment Day, they labeled it as a two or three falls match, but in actuality, this was pretty much a three stages of hell match for Kurt Angle's Olympic gold medals because all three falls had a stipulation. First fall could only be won by pinfall, which was won by Chris Benoit. Second fall by submission, won by Kurt Angle. And then the third fall with the Olympic gold medals hanging above the ring would be decided in a ladder match, which Kurt Angle won if members of the right, I believe Edge and Christian got involved to help their buddy as part of Team Eck. Well, maybe, or Wreck, if you also include Rhino. So Angle would win the ladder match, regain his Olympic gold medals, and hopefully this time they were not down Benoit's trunks or tights right before the match. Now, after this, Kurt Angle started to go through a metamorphosis again with his career, especially after this next pay-per-view. But at King of the Ring, Kurt Angle was in the tournament, and he was up in the he would win the semifinals match against Christian for the in the pay-per-view, and then would go on to go lose in the finals to Edge, thanks to interference by Shane McMahon, who he was having a big feud with. So Kurt Angle would have three matches on the night. Like I said, he defeated Christian in the semifinals for the tournament. Lost Edge in the finals, and then later on, he had an intense street fight. One of the best street fights in WWE history, and one of the most brutal, and would defeat Shane McMahon. The same match where Kurt Angle pretty much gave himself a concussion, I believe. Shane got a concussion. There were lacerations, broken glass, bumps on concrete. I believe Kurt Angle said he injured his tailbone. And after a mega freaking angle slam off of piece of plywood that was being held by the referee off the top rope, Angle will get the victory, standing ovation, Fantastic match. You now it was after this pay-per-view where Kurt Angle will start to finally transition away from his goofy howdy doody like persona. Because like he would still have it at times when he was interacting with Stone Cold following King of the Ring because they're having those comedic sketches like with hats and food and getting Vince McMahon's whole attention. But then after this, we really started to ramp up the whole Invasion storyline. Like, it started before this, but it really started to pick up as the Invasion pay-per-view was coming up, which is originally supposed to be fully loaded. So, because of this, Kurt Angle actually turned babyface for the first time in his time in WWE, if memory serves me right, to align with Team WWF. So he had that big ultimate brawl. I can't remember the, the inaugural brawl. almost forgot what it was called. The inaugural brawl, Team WWF versus the Alliance slash Team WCW, because I don't think ECW was fully involved yet. They might have been. I can't remember the timeline all that perfectly, but we had the big 10-man tag match, and the Alliance would end up winning the match because Stone Cold, who was the leader of Team WWF, after finally becoming Stone Cold again and no longer being the whole present-giving, hugging, brown-nosing, paranoid champion, he decided, hey, fuck the WWF, attack Kurt Angle, who had the ankle lock and Booker T, stunner, the Alliance wins, and Stone Cold... Alliance with the Alliance, which was kind of stupid because it was practically just like WCW the whole time, and that was a company Stone Cold hated because they fired him. Despite this, this would end up fueling Kurt Angle to get revenge on behalf of the WWF. So, big like championship wins end up happening, some memorable, some not, from this point forward. First off, the July 26, 2001 edition of SmackDown, I brought this up in the big old belt episode not too, like a few months ago, Kurt Angle would actually defeat Booker T despite interference by Stone Cold to win the WCW Championship, but then would drop the title back to Booker T four days later on the July 30, 2001 edition of Raw. So he was still technically WCW Champion, one of the rare guys to be able to say they were WWF and WCW Champion throughout their career. So this still fueled up the feud going into SummerSlam between Kurt Angle and Stone Cold. Big match happened. 
intense back and forth match. Kurt Angle survived three Stone Cold Stunners, was getting the shit beaten out of him, bloody. And the referees did not know what to do. They didn't want to have to help Stone Cold get the win. Like, Stone Cold would deliberately attack referees trying to get disqualified. But the WWF referees were not going to disqualify Stone Cold because otherwise that meant, hey, we helped the Alliance keep the championship in their camp. So in the end, Kurt Angle hit the angle slam on Stone Cold, got the cover. Out comes the Alliance referee Nick Patrick. One, then he stops, goes from the referee or freaking timekeeper, rings the bell, and awards Kurt Angle the victory via disqualification. Because he's like, hey, Alliance referee, he doesn't, he knows Kurt Stone Cold's gonna lose the title, so why not guarantee the title's gonna stay in there? And remember, hey, Stone Cold, you attack referees, ding ding ding, disqualification. Stone Cold wins, retains the title. So, yeah, it was a bit of it if you finished, but it made sense in storyline. Where WWF referees do not want to keep the, ti- keep the title in the alliance, but alliance referee Nick Patrick came down and guaranteed it. Because he thought at the top of his head. So, this still will continue the feud going between Stone Cold and Kurt Angle going in Unforgiven. And a forgotten moment that we maybe, or most people probably forgot... The, the September 10, 2001 edition of Raw, Kurt Angle would defeat RVD to win the Hardcore Championship, but then immediately afterwards would drop the title right back to RVD after Stone Cold attacked Kurt Angle, threw him off the Raw stage, and helped Robin Dam get the pin and regain the championship because of the whole 24-7 rule. So for a quick period of time, Kurt Angle could say he was Hardcore Champion, something people have probably easily forgot at this point. Then you go into Unforgiven, the first pay-per-view after the 9-11 attacks, Kurt Angle would end up winning on behalf of America, I guess, even though Stone Cold's also American. But Kurt Angle would defeat Stone Cold by making him submit to the ankle lock to win the WWF Championship, even though Stone Cold's hand was underneath the bottom rope before even submitting, and the referee didn't care, so rang the bell. So this would end up being a whole catalyst to bring up why Stone Cold was getting a rematch. And I believe Stone Cold is off TV this whole time between when he dropped the title in this next match, because on the October 8th, 2001 edition of Raw, Kurt Angle would lose the championship back to Stone Cold because William Regal, who was the commissioner, decided, hey, screw the bloody WWF. I probably sounded Australian like that. But he decided, hey, screw the WWF, turn on them, cost Kurt Angle the match, and William Regal aligned with the Alliance, and Stone Cold had the WWF championship back in the Alliance camp. Then you lead to No Mercy, End up being a triple threat match. Stone Cold will retain the championship against Team WF member Kurt Angle and fellow Alliance member who was getting very popular with the crowd, Rob Van Dam. And on this case, of course, Kurt Angle did not get, take the pin. Instead, it was RVD taking a pretty weird stunner based on the selling, but still, whatever. Now, Kurt Angle would also become champion again, like on a different title, because in the October 22nd, 2001 edition of Raw, Kurt Angle would defeat Rhino to become the WCW United States Champion. So, yeah, he fell pretty quickly from a main world title to a mid-card title, but you got a big surprise next week. Because on the October 29th edition of Raw, during a street WrestleMania 17 rematch street fight between Vince and Shane McMahon, Kurt Angle would come out and turn on the WWF and end up siding with the Alliance. Which was rather odd, because... Kurt Angle had no, well, the only prior experience he had with anybody in the Alliance was when he briefly showed up in ECW before signing with the WWF, but that was about it. Did not do anything with WCW or any of that crap. So he's suddenly part of the Alliance now. Now, you go to the Rebellion pay-per-view, that was the next pay-per-view that happened, even though it was UK exclusive. Kurt Angle did not have to defend his United States Championship, but he failed to win the WCW Championship from Chris Jericho on this night. 
And when it comes to the WCW United States Championship, it would be dropped shortly thereafter because Kurt Angle would lose the championship on the November 12, 2001 edition of Raw to the radar, eventual radar superstar, Edge, which would be one of the last title reigns before the title got unified, so kind of a good thing. So now you go into Survivor Series. Team WWF versus the Alliance. Team WWF had the WCW Championship, and the Alliance had the WWF Championship. And the, but the big storyline, other than the fact that the winner it's a winner-take-all match, whatever side wins gets full control of the company, and the other side is gone unless you're a champion. But the big storyline they were saying is there is a mole within one of the teams, like especially in the Alliance, that's going to jump ship back over the WWF. They were teasing, it might be Stone Cold. But in the end, it wasn't. Because we were down to the final two. WWF champion representing the Alliance Stone Cold versus WCW champion The Rock representing the WWF. Looks like Stone Cold was going to win. Kurt Angle jumped in the ring after already being eliminated by tapping out to The Rock's shark shooter. Hit Stone Cold with the WWF championship, revealing himself to be the mole, thus assisting the WWF into the victory and putting an end to the invasion storyline as the Alliance was no more. And despite this, despite this, Kurt Angle being the guy that pretty much single-handedly helped kill the Alliance and everything, they still portrayed him as a heel because he was having this whole ego and taking credit solely for the end of the Alliance, even though The Rock could also say that he can take credit for that because he's the one that got the pin, but Kurt Angle tried to take sole responsibility and that kept him as a heel. After this, Vince the next night tried to give him the WWF Championship because, oh, Stone Cold, you're not a champion anymore, you're a bitch, fuck you and all that, but Ric Flair stopped it. And it helped turn Stone Cold face. And then you go into Vengeance. We have two world champions. The WWF champion, Stone Cold. And the now-named world champion, no longer WCW champion, because as I mentioned in the Big Gold Belt episode, after Survivor Series, the WCW name was done. It's just now going to be the world championship. Four men, three matches, two titles, one undisputed champion. Four, two big matches we're going to start. You're going to have Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold for Stone Cold's WWF Championship and The Rock versus Chris Jericho for the World Championship. And whoever wins those two matches would face off in the final match to determine who is the undisputed champion as they unified both belts. And Kurt Angle, unfortunately, would not succeed in defeating Stone Cold in the first match of this whole four-man quote-unquote tournament. I mean, it doesn't really feel like a tournament, even though it kind of is, but... Seeing how quick this was rushed together, it's whatever. But Kurt Angle would fail to win the WWF Championship... And eventually, Chris Jericho would become undisputed champion. Less said about that, the better. So, you go over this year, and this was a big year for Kurt Angle because he started off as champion, had incredible matches with Benoit, solidified himself as a legit main event, tough guy, main event, or main event talent with the whole feud with Stone Cold, even if you had to kind of sacrifice the stunner a bit because Stone Cold could not defeat Kurt Angle even with three stunners. I mean, nowadays you do that, it'd be like, oh, what else is new? But back then, that was treated as a big deal. And then he kind of tapered off after losing the championship back in October, because then he would, United States champion, he would lose it, and then they didn't really capitalize on him being the mole for after Survivor Series and saving the WWF from extinction. So, I mean, they could have capitalized on that, but they chose not to. But things would gradually get better at by the time 2003. 2002 concluded going in 2003 but this was a pretty intense year especially i would say up until october because then the booking got a little bit iffy but again he had classic matches like the ones with benoit the street fight against shane the match with the rock and no way out was great and a surprisingly great match with triple h despite the heel versus heel dynamic 
still an intense year for Kurt Angle. Definitely a breakthrough year. Like, it really felt like this was a year where he came into his own. Because, like, yeah, he had some pretty memorable matches in 2000 as well, but this was a year where his in-ring, it felt like he gained more confidence for what he can do in the ring, especially when he started having those matches with Benoit, okay? Error 404. Yeah, that guy. So, anyway... Let me know what y'all thought about Kurt Angle's run in 2001 in the comment section below. If you today, if you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to leave a like, comment what you thought below, subscribe with the bell, turn on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this on any other service this episode of the podcast may be available on. And I will catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. And good day, everybody. It's true. It's damn true.